The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip tetrarch of the region of Euteria and Trichonatis, and Lysanias was tetrarch of Albini, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John the son of Zechariah in the desert. John went throughout the whole region of the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one crying out into the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his path. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The winding road shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. The Gospel of the Lord. In the last days of July, in the year 1941, there was a siren that went off in Auschwitz concentration camp. And as soon as the prisoners heard this siren, they were filled with fear and trepidation. Because the siren was signaling that a prisoner had escaped. And when someone even attempted to escape from Auschwitz, the Nazis would kill 10 to 20 prisoners in reparation. And so later on in that day, the Nazis had all of the prisoners stand in line out in this open field. And the commander would walk in between these lines and randomly choose ten people who would die. And when the commander of the Nazis came to this one particular man, he fell at the commander's feet and he begged him for mercy. He said, please, I have a wife 
and I have children. Please have mercy. And the commander completely ignored him. And out of the crowd of prisoners, a prisoner stepped forward. And he walked right up to the commander. And as he was doing this, the whole camp, including the Nazi guards, were shocked and holding their breath. And this prisoner said to the commander, he said, I would like to die instead of this man. And the commander of the Nazis was utterly astonished. And he asked him, he said, who are you? And the prisoner said, I'm an old and sick man, and I'm a Catholic priest. The priest, of course, is St. Maximian Kolbe. And at his canonization, a few of the prisoners who were with him in Auschwitz, who survived the concentration camp, one of them in particular said this about St. Maximian Kolbe. He said that his death was the salvation of thousands. That his act of self-giving regenerated and gave all of us strength. And then he said, we were so stunned by his act that it became for us prisoners a mighty explosion of light in a dark camp that was night. Another prisoner testified and said, that day, the day Maximian Colby stepped forward, he said, the light of God's presence and love entered hell. And we were never the same. That story, I believe, is a powerful illustration of where the scriptures today are pointing us. Namely, to the fact that God has entered in to space and time. That he's entered into our very own human history. Why does St. Luke today spend the first half of his gospel recounting history? Why is it important 
that he mentions that Pontius Pilate was the governor and that Herod was the tetrarch of Galilee and that all these events occurred during the high priesthood of Ananias and Caiaphas. What does all of that have to do with salvation? What does all of that have to do with the presence of God? The reality is, is that it has everything to do with salvation. And it has everything to do with the presence of God. What St. Luke is doing is trying to draw our attention to what St. Maximian Kolbe and certainly all of the saints knew so deeply. That God in Christ has entered this world. That he's not, he doesn't stand apart from human history. But that he joins us. A history, of course, that is full of sin, that is full of violence, and that is full of death. But a history that has been marked, that has been redeemed by the presence of God. Today in this Gospel, John the Baptist ends his prophecy, which of course he's quoting Isaiah chapter 40, but he ends by saying, all flesh will see the salvation of God. When we see the salvation of God in Jesus Christ, we begin to see beyond the events, the circumstances, and the situations of our own life and those of human history. St. John the Baptist would die a martyr as well. And his own martyrdom on one level is so absurd because John will die because of the utter depravity of Herod a man who is so self-absorbed and sick that he will kill anyone who gets in his way including the great, holy, and pure prophet, John the Baptist. How did John reconcile at least what probably appeared on a rational level as a situation that was so absurd? He was able to reconcile it because his flesh saw the salvation of God in Jesus Christ.
And so he was able to see beyond what appeared meaningless. After St. Maximilian Kolbe stepped forward and offered his life for this other man, him and the other prisoners were led away. They were stripped naked. They were placed in solitary confinement without any food and without any water. They were left to die. And during that time, St. Maximilian Kolbe is praying. He's singing. He's hearing the confessions of the prisoners who are dying with him. He's leading them in prayer, strengthening them and encouraging them. And you know, some people have suggested that St. Maximilian Kolbe was able to do this because he had a, a strong will or a strong personality. Nobody is that strong. Nobody has a will that strong that is able to go through what he did and respond the way he did. What strengthened him was that he too saw the salvation of God in Jesus Christ. A salvation that walked before him in time and in history. A salvation that was never distant from him. Let us pray this day that we too will be strengthened by the salvation of God that we see and that we experience in Jesus Christ. And may the word of God today encourage us as we prepare ourselves to celebrate the great event of Christmas. Something not that we wish would happen, but something that has already happened. The Word has become flesh. <laughs>